The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the seas and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness in the anxieties of daily life, and that they catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be vigilant at all times, and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent, and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. first Sunday of Advent, a new liturgical year. The tabernacle candle in the church burns this week in loving memory of Miranda Brome. St. Agnes is sponsoring the Advent giving tree located in the vestibule of the church. Items should be placed under the tree no later than December the 12th. The missionaries of charity will then take those items and distribute them to those who are in need in the community. The St. Agnes Knights of Columbus Council is sponsoring a Christmas poster contest for children ages 5 through 14, the theme is Keep Christ in Christmas, and the deadline is December 15th. Entry forms with contest rules can be found on the bulletin board in the vestibule of the church. The Casey's will also be selling poinsettias the weekend of December 5th and 12th, and the plants will decorate the sanctuary for Christmas in memory of loved ones, and the proceeds will benefit the security fund for our parish. Items for the Christmas food baskets for the needy may be placed in the barrel in the vestibule as well. A list of items that are needed is attached to the barrel on the wall behind it. Those donations must be received for the food baskets uh, by December 12th as well. An Advent calendar poster is displayed in the vestibule by the bulletin board. Individuals of all ages might find the illustrations and text enriching as we journey through the days of the Advent season. I know telling you there's a poster about Advent in the back of the church doesn't sound particularly exciting, uh, but I would invite you really to, take, to stop and, uh, and take a look at it. It's really really a beautiful thing uh, with lots of wonderful details that help kind of add to the solemnity of this great season. This Tuesday, November 30th, after the 5 p.m. Latin Mass, we will offer a rosary here in the church for the intentions of the Supreme Court and the abortion case that will be argued before them on December the 1st. Uh, I would invite you all to, to join us in prayer, whether here or at your homes that day, for that intention. Bishop Duca will be coming in a couple of weeks to attend the Latin Mass, the 915 Mass, on December the 12th, he'll be assisting in choir, uh, so everyone invited to attend that Mass to show him our gratitude for his presence and ministry here in the diocese, and I'm sure he'll be around in the back afterwards if you want to stop by. If you're coming to the 11 o'clock, stop at the wish him hello and a happy Advent. There are always lots of announcements at the beginning of liturgical seasons, particularly Advent, Christmas, Lent, and Easter. And so, some of you may be thinking, when is the homily ever going to start? It's part of the Advent charm, really. 
The season of Advent is a time when we focus upon penance, at least to a small degree, or theoretically we should be focusing upon penance. Most people, I think, experience penance by frequently having too, many, uh, too much food at too many parties, and this is the penance that we get whether we intend it or not, but it necessarily comes to us. But it is a time for us to prepare our hearts. It is a time of penance, also a time of joy. It's a time of expectation and a season of waiting, continuously waiting. We wait for the homily, sometimes on account of the announcements, but certainly many things in which we simply wait. The Advent wreath itself, that familiar sign to us, both in the sanctuary and of the church, as well as often found in homes, is a thing by which its very self speaks to us of this waiting. We know the, the evergreen circle that is present there, which is the sign of the eternal God. Then the four candles there represent, of course, the four weeks of Advent, but they are the four weeks of Advent really from their roots um, is the four millennia that the Scripture accounts of the people waiting for the Messiah to come. Some 4,000 years can be numbered in the Scriptures of the Old Testament from the time of the proclamation of the Messiah that would come one day to ransom us for God and the actual fulfillment of that prophecy. So even the candles themselves, not only awaiting an Advent, but awaiting for the Christ to come, both for the Old Testament when they were waiting as a reminder and for us to be united with them in the New Testament as we continue to wait our Lord's coming, not for the first time, but for the second, His coming in glory. We wait. We wait in a religious sense, but also in many ways we wait in a simple secular sense. This is a season very often of waiting. On account of the traffic of the holidays, we wait in traffic. We wait at red lights. We wait in lines at stores. We wait for packages to come. We wait for events to happen. And then because we're so tired with so many other things, usually when that event finally comes, we're waiting for it to end so we can go home and rest. Waiting, waiting, waiting. So many things in which we are waiting during this time of year. And the gift that the Lord offers to us really is this waiting. If we are willing to take advantage of it, it can be a profoundly fruitful waiting. I'm sure we've all heard the familiar phrase from someone who has had an accident or something, some tragedy has taken place, that phrase, don't just stand there, do something. For the Advent season, our motto might also be, don't just do something, stand there. So often when we're waiting, we have to be busy about so many things. If you're not, if you want to look up uh, as you're at the store or at a red light, and very often other places as well, if someone is waiting, they're not simply standing there looking around very often. They're looking at a phone. They're having to keep themselves busy to be able to, to, to avoid the discomfort of waiting. Because waiting is uncomfortable. Well, I know the familiar saying, too, likely heard in many kitchens this past week, a watch pot doesn't boil. Because the more you wait for something, the more it seems like it takes forever, and it becomes terribly uncomfortable. When is it just going to happen? And this waiting is a bit of a cross for us, whether in small ways or great ones. But if we are willing to stand there, to embrace the waiting, and to make use of it in a holy manner, it becomes salvific for us. It could be a thing that helps to save us. 
This is what we are encouraged to remember by the readings this weekend. It is St. Paul who exhorts the Thessalonians, I earnestly ask and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you should conduct yourselves to please God, how we should live our lives in a manner of holiness. And he gives him a pat on the back. He says, and as you are conducting yourselves, you're doing it well, do so even more. If we are living a life of holiness, good, but try harder. There is always more. There is always greater fervor that we can seek after, greater intensity, greater frequency in our prayers, greater willingness to offer of ourselves for love of our neighbors and for love of Christ. If we are doing the faith and living it well, good. Do so even more. Similarly, the words of our blessed Lord from St. Luke's Gospel, beware that your hearts do not become drowsy, Be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations and to stand before the Son of Man. Our Lord knows that often that when we are waiting, we do become drowsy. We become become drowsy often in spirit as we fill our minds and fill our hearts with so many other things rather than to simply experience the waiting. It is easy for us to become sleepy in the spirit. But as our Lord, who bids us stay awake, to be vigilant, not to simply allow ourselves to become comfortable, as is so easily the case with the human spirit, but to stay vigilant. This is what the waiting can help us to do. Again, because there are likely no shortage of opportunities for us to wait on things or persons or events or individuals. It's for us to seize this time and to make use of it by offering up our waiting to Christ. Offer it up as a sacrifice. We all know the phrase, I think. To be able to offer it up is to be able to take the sufferings that we experience, the discomforts that we experience, the things that cause us even the smallest bit of annoyance sometimes, and to offer it to our blessed Lord and to say, Lord, I unite this to you, to your cross. May it be found fruitful. We know the cross of our Lord is infinitely fruitful, and to the extent that we are willing to unite our sufferings to it, they become fruitful. To take our waiting and offer it for particular virtue that we're trying to increase in our life, or a vice that we're trying to root out, can prove to be an immensely fruitful thing during this Advent season. Every one of those moments where we find ourselves waiting for something, where we begin to experience a bit of impatience or frustration or any other number of things that become in the face of this waiting, when we experience them, we can turn to our Lord, wherever we are, in the quiet of our mind or even by our lips, to offer these things to Him, to offer these gifts, the gift of our little sufferings, unite them to His, and to know that virtue increases and vice decreases on its account. We can also use it not only to benefit ourselves, but also to benefit those around us. If we are waiting, it's usually because other people are around us or ahead of us. Other people are waiting too. And very often they are frustrated or impatient or any number of other options, much the same as we can be. What a grace to be able, in the midst of one's waiting, to look around and to pray for the people who happen to be around you, to ask God's blessings upon them, to pray for their sanctification and their salvation, a tremendous act of kindness that can be offered, even if quietly, given to our Lord for the good of those around us. Indeed, to love our neighbor comes in many forms. In addition to this, we can also take the waiting that we experience and simply stay in it. 
to remain in it quietly. This too is another experience much like that of the religious one. In the world, so many things always taking place, constantly going, 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 and yet there is a silence that we can maintain within our hearts, a stillness, a quiet in which the Lord sometimes speaks to us in a particular manner, or if he doesn't speak to us in that particular manner, then at least we know that he is with us, that he is there in the midst of all of these things, and simply to rejoice in this fact, to rejoice in the nearness of Christ to us. So this is the gift of the Advent season. It is one which is easily passed by. Every store around the market uh, would easily have you think that Christmas is already here and we might as well celebrate. But for us as Catholics, it is important, it is necessary for us to prepare our hearts first, to spend these four weeks of the Advent season allowing Christ to wake up our souls, to shake us from the slumber that we may find ourselves in, to help us to remain vigilant in prayer, to seek after him and his virtues, to turn to him and to ask God's blessings upon ourselves and upon our world, and to rejoice that God is among us even as we wait his coming at Christmas. And so this will be a fitting way for us to prepare for our Lord's coming, to continually wait just as our ancestors in faith waited for centuries, for millennia, for the man to come the first time, so too we continue to wait, sometimes in the world, sometimes in the spirit. And we ask in the midst of our waiting that the Lord will continue to prepare our hearts for his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, O come, Emmanuel.